Hey, happy new year. You look great. I want you to know there was a, there was a part in the back of my mind that thought we had such great uh, crowd last Christmas morning that maybe everybody's going to take Christmas uh, or rather New Year's Day off and it was just going to be JP and I in the room. I'm going to preach to him, but I'm just, I'm so proud of you for being here as we begin 2023 in the right way, lifting up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're like me, I've reached that age where I celebrate Eastern time zone, New Year's. So, uh, and then, and then I go to sleep and then I wake up when all my neighbors set off fireworks at 12 o'clock. So, I mean, then I say happy New Year's to Lana and we go back to sleep. Uh, so I, I was, I wasn't watching the ball drop. I was watching you, Ohio State miss the field goal right at 11 o'clock. And then I'm, that's not picking on Ohio State fans. It's just, that's what I was doing. But what a thrill to be able to share this with you and talk about this new year. Like what, what is it that we can do to recalibrate our year, to consider how we can honor the Lord Jesus Christ in our new year. And I want to talk to you today for a few minutes about just one verse today. One verse found in Psalm 118, Psalm 118 verse 24. Here's the verse. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And it's, that's simple enough. Some of you heard it before. I think we can say that together, can't we? Let's say that together. Ready? This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so I want to begin with a challenge today, okay? And uh, just a little bit different as we get started. Think about the last year and I want you to pick out your favorite day of last year, even if it was a tough year for you. Think about your favorite day of last year. Uh, maybe you received some good news. Perhaps you felt very close to God. Maybe it was a holiday and you were surrounded by people very special to you. And so now we're all going to stand up. I want you to stand up with me. That's right. Boys and girls, stand up too if you're able. All right. And I want you to find two other people around you, preferably that you haven't spoken with today, but that's okay, all right? Don't find the people you came with. And, and, and in just a moment, you're going to share your favorite day with them. Now, let me say a word to the introverts. If you're a super introvert, and this is freaking you out a little bit, you don't have to do anything, all right? Nobody's going to look at you sideways if you say, I don't really want to talk to strangers today. That's okay. But the rest of us, I want you to find a couple people and share your favorite day just for about three minutes. Ready? Go.
Oh, sorry. All right. This is your one-minute warning. You have one minute. One minute. We'll come back together. All right, you can make your way to your seat now. Let me say again, thank you to the super introverts who accommodated me there, appreciate you. There's a lot of good things, a lot of smiles on your faces. I know that many of you, you suffered some, some real heartache last year and we can look back and we can see how God worked in certain ways, right? At specific times and what a blessing that is. What is it about those days that were so special? And I, I understand usually it had to do with maybe some circumstance or some word or some happening, but there was also something that the Lord did even on some of the tougher days, right? That God can, God can use every day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What if we lived every day like that next year? That's what God calls us to do. Um, I, re I recall the, the wisdom of the great uh, philosopher, uh, Ugwe, from the beloved classic movie Kung Fu Panda, actually, <laughs> who said, yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Well, we want to talk about the gift of today. Uh, as we look at, as, as we look at uh, 2023, we're given, beginning with today, 365 of those gifts that God gives us with which we can, uh, we can live and move and have our being and honor the Lord Jesus Christ in them. So Psalm 118 is really interesting. It's the final Hallel Psalm, which is 113 through 118, incidentally. Those were spoken at the festivals. So oftentimes when they get together in Jerusalem, they, they'd sing these particular songs. And it's also interesting because Psalm 118 is sandwiched between the shortest psalm in the Bible and the longest psalm in the Bible. Isn't that unusual? Uh, this celebrates God's triumph. It's likely connected to the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot, which happens generally uh, late September in Israel. I've had the privilege of being there one time during Sukkot. Uh, one other just side note, trivia note, I believe Jesus was probably born during Sukkot. If you want to talk about it later, we can get together and visit. But there's always an overlap in Christ's life and the festivals. And, and so um, we, we see this taking place at this time. It's a song of victory. And we examine in this psalm this specific verse because it gives us some important reminders about how we're to treat every day of our lives. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So let's just give three reminders for the next few minutes, all right? Here's the first. If you look back at the verse, I want you to, uh, to kind of emphasize when you say it, this is the day, the word day. This is the day. That's the, the, the core emphasis, isn't it? The day. Uh, if we treat every day like, like it's the only day, it'll make such a difference. That's my first challenge to you. Treat every day like it's the only day. I found in life, it, it gets really difficult to be present in a specific day, doesn't it? It, it does for me. I wonder if that's, it's like that for you. Uh, I can be here in the flesh, 
but my mind can carry me away to other places really quickly. I can be sitting at a dinner table uh, with the whole family, and I'm thinking about what happened today, or I'm thinking about something happening in the future. And, and, uh, and, and that can be dangerous. Now, sometimes it's a really good thing. If I'm praying about something coming up, the opportunities that God has for me in 2023, that's, that's wonderful to be thinking in the future. Or it can be a bad thing, like dwelling on a past mistake or concerned about a future unknown that I have no control over. Uh, most of us miss out on the miracles of today because we're either worrying about tomorrow or we're regretting yesterday. Don't, don't you find that to be true, that we miss out on this, on this day? So that's the first challenge I think we see here. Treat every day like it's your only day. You know who understood this fully? The Apostle Paul. He discovered how important this was, and he spoke about it in Philippians 3, 13. Listen to this passage. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind. He says, this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, striving toward what is ahead. He had a lot that he could have dwelt on in the past. You know that, right? Uh, from a positive standpoint, he was arguably the greatest apostle, theologian, missionary, church planter, church builder who ever lived. And, and Paul rarely bragged about his resume. The only time he brought it up was when he was defending his authority to speak in the way he was speaking. Uh, and so uh, there was a lot he could, but you didn't see him bringing that up about his positive past. There was a lot that he needed to forget from a negative standpoint in his past. He had some deep regrets about his life before Christ. Paul said of himself in 1 Timothy 1.15, he was the chief of sinners. And Paul wasn't just arguing for the depravity of man when he said that. He was looking back on his life and recognizing some tremendous regrets. Paul didn't just persecute Christians. He was, he was right there in on, in on seeking their demise and their death in certain instances. He was present when Stephen was stoned. That's the kind of thing he could look back on. Lots of regrets. But positive or negative, it does not help to dwell on your past. It doesn't, it doesn't do you any good if that's where you're living. You're living in the good old days or the bad old days or whatever it was. You're thinking back there. I went to, uh, to college on a basketball scholarship. Some of you know that. It doesn't mean I was good at basketball. I wasn't as good as I thought I was. But I got there and I was grateful to be on the basketball team. And one great mistake, I'm glad I didn't make, but several of my freshman brethren on the team made, is they wore their letter jackets to college. And they had like their all-state, all you know, patches and that sort of thing. Nobody cared in college. And all they did was just become the, the object of scorn among their teammates. Like, dude, take your letter jacket off off. No one cares that you were first team all district. You know, quit it. And, and, and so it, same thing's true. We tend to put our, our spiritual letter jackets on and say, but don't you know how it was before? And God's saying, what about today? Right now, right here? What about what I want to do in your life in this moment, in this good old day? Do you see? It can be easy to live in the pride and satis or satisfaction or the shame or guilt of your past. Don't do that. Recognize, as Paul did, that no matter what you've done, God has made you brand new and you have been crucified with Christ. You know longer live, but Christ lives in you, and you have new opportunities today. If we're going to live for today, we can't dwell on yesterday, but we also can't dwell on when? Tomorrow. Just a little side note that's not in my notes. The, uh, the month of January is named for, does anybody know? It's named for the Roman god Janus. Now, Janus 
is the Roman god of like gateway or, or new things. And if you look at pictures, if you look it up on the internet, you'll see a god that's depicted with having two faces, one looking forward and one looking backward. It, it's like the world's way of dealing with transition moments is you're constantly looking backward or you're constantly looking forward. But God says, no, just the opposite. You want to live for right now. And so, so that's what we're called to do. We don't live for tomorrow necessarily either. Matthew 6.34, Jesus said, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. In other words, you can't spend today's strength on tomorrow's needs. Don't rob yourself of today because of what might be true tomorrow. Uh, it's one thing to be excited about something good, uh, some upcoming trip or date, or, or to make plans and provisions, like our, our dream to see one million seven homes transformed by the power of the gospel. That's wonderful. We're praying for that. But if in our hearts we're constantly striving for tomorrow, we're never satisfied or content with today. We rob ourselves. Do you see? Proverbs 27 verse 1 puts it this way, don't boast about tomorrow for you don't know what a day might bring. And, and we, we have to treat today as the only day. It might be the only day. So, so this could be the day that God takes us to heaven. It could also be the day that Christ returns. That wouldn't be so bad, would it? Would it? All right. Okay. Just making sure. All right. Wow. I had a dude tell me a few years ago, oh, I shouldn't say that, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I'll tell you later. Uh, don't miss the joy of each day, all right? Uh, Lan and I, when, when we uh, have a chance to go on vacation or get away for a few days, we love to go to Colorado. We're, we're mountain people, not beach people. And, and uh, so we go, and we're pretty boring in the mountains too. We hike, and we read, and we sit on the porch and enjoy the weather. Uh, but it's amazing how many times I've been in Colorado where I just sit and I recognize the moment I'm in. You know, just like, this is so good. I have the people I love around me and, and it's quiet and we don't have to be anywhere. And, and, and just stop and say, thank you, Lord. I have this heart of gratitude during those moments. But the reality is I don't do that enough in every single day as I should. So maybe that's one of my goals this year. Like treat every day like I'm in Colorado. Maybe. Not exactly. Every day is a special day. Treat every day like it's the only day. Now, here's another challenge that we see in the passage. Look back. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. If we emphasize that word Lord, it takes on a little bit different meaning. This is the day the Lord has made. Do you see? What if we treat every day like it's the Lord's day? Like it's the Lord's day. We usually think of stewardship, don't we, as something related to finances. It does. But stewardship should actually involve everything of our lives. The idea is that God owns it all, and we entrust everything to him. The whole idea is we're under the authority of a king, and everything we have, including how we spend each day, is for his glory. And so that should change how we invest our time, shouldn't it? If it's the Lord's day, if that's really true, how we pray, how we read God's word. Incidentally, do you know that I've read different studies, and you can, I mean, try this pretty easily. Lots of churches have done it different ways. If you were to read the Bible out loud in a regular talking voice, like you didn't have to run through it. You're not talking like an auctioneer. You know how long it would take you to read through the whole Bible? About seven, between 72 and 78 hours. That's all. So when we say, well, I want to read through the Bible this year. Yeah, do it. 
But just to let you know how attainable that is, that you can, you can do it. You can get through Leviticus and keep going. Like, read through the Bible this year. But if every day is the Lord's day, wouldn't that involve like seeking him in prayer and, and reading the word of God and worship every day and sharing the love of Christ with other people around you? Listen, if you're saved, then provision has already been made for you to be in heaven one day. That's already taken care of. So why are we still here? We're here because we have a mission. God has called us to go into all the world and share the love of Christ. It's already been mentioned in this service, but Pastor Omar Garcia, our missions pastor, got on a plane this morning, and he's headed for the next three weeks to Bangladesh. We were there together in August, and he talked about a dream that he's had for years since he first came. There's a special place in Omar's heart for, for Bangladesh uh, because it's in the heart of the 1040 window, this place is the least reached uh, group of people in the, on the face of the earth. Even today, many have not heard about Christ. And he's always had this dream of walking across Bangladesh and just praying over these people. He's going to take his backpack with him, and he's going to look for nice people where he stays the night or sleep on the side of the road or whatever. But he wants to pray over the nation of Bangladesh. And so he's going to walk uh, a walk across the country. Why is he doing that? Because he wants to take advantage of it every day because God led him to do that. But we can do the same thing right here, wherever you are. Can you walk across uh, your, your business campus where you work? Can you walk across your school every day? Can, 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 you, can you pray through your neighborhood every day? Yes. We're going to do some of those things together in the coming days. We're going to pray together as we pray for every home, every nation. But why not take advantage of the day uh, recognizing that it's the Lord's day? We often refer to Sundays as the Lord's Day, and rightly so, because we set aside one day a week for rest and worship, that sort of thing. But in a sense, we recognize all our days are the Lord's days, aren't they? We make all our days about the worship of a holy God. It makes such a difference. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What if we treat every day like it's our only day? What if we treat every day like it's the Lord's day? And finally, we see a challenge here, I think. Treat every day like it's an extraordinary day. This is the day the Lord has made. And then if you emphasize that last part, it's really important. It's a command. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know about you, but I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day. I have some educated guesses. I'm going to have the privilege of attending worship at 11 o'clock with my family. And then we're going to go home. Lana made a roast. Can I get an amen? Oh. Uh, and I think she made some black-eyed peas for the superstitious people. But she just likes black-eyed peas, and so it's tradition. It's not superstition. So did somebody say all oh, like they were so disappointed in me? Who said that? <laughs> you can eat them. That's fine. We're going to do that. We're going we're gonna to enjoy some fellowship together. Uh, I'm going to say hello to some of you in a little while, and then, and then we're going to go about our day. But there's a lot of mysteries left in the day. I'm going to pack because I'm going to be headed, have the privilege of headed back to the Holy Land on Tuesday with a group. And I can't wait to do that. But I'll, I'll tell you, um, there's, a, there's a lot of mysteries. And if you spread that out over the course of all the people represented in this room and all those watching Kingston Online, you think about uh, what's going to take place the rest of the day. There's going to be some thrills, some excitement. There's going to be some bad news that comes and some, some concerning things that take place, all sorts of things. And so it doesn't matter what the day brings this is a general statement, a general command that God has given us, and it doesn't have to do with any circumstance. It doesn't say, let us rejoice if everything goes okay in this day. No, it says, this is the day the Lord has made, and no matter what the future holds, no matter what happens after lunch today, are you willing to commit now 
that you will rejoice and be glad in it. That's what God calls us to do. And as most of you know, that's easier said than done. Um, you have to watch out for what somebody called the uns of life, the UNs of life, unmet expectations, uncommunicated plans, unexpected problems, unguarded attacks. A good day can be undone just like that, can it? When something happens that you didn't see coming. When those things happen, guess, listen, you can still choose to rejoice. It doesn't mean when something difficult happens, you just say, well, isn't that great? You put on a happy face and pretend like it's good. No, you can mourn and grieve. You can say, I don't like that, right? But in the midst of that, there are some things that you can know to be true, and you trust in those. You trust in God's plan. You trust in God's love. You trust in God's goodness. 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 through 18 puts it this way. Rejoice always. How often? Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The key for how you do that in that passage is in Christ Jesus, right? Why can we rejoice? Well, we can rejoice because of Christ. Listen, this psalm that I'm reading from is actually a beautiful messianic psalm. In other words, it points to Jesus, which is really interesting considering when it is read because it's talking about the victory of Christ. It, it's speaking of, uh, if, if it's spoken at Sukkot, or, then it's talking about when it's recognizing that God was with them in the Exodus and, and, and Christ is with them. So it's fitting that Jesus actually quoted this in Matthew 21, if you look back up at 22 through uh, 23, just before our verse, it says, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This came from the Lord. It is wondrous in our sight. You've heard that before, right? Because Jesus quoted it. The whole idea is this stone that was, the builders said, oh, it's not that great. Let's just cast it aside. It's not even worthy to be in the building. No, wait. That comes back and becomes the most important stone in the structure. And that's exactly what happened with the Lord Jesus Christ. He was cast aside, and he is the centerpiece of our faith because he defeated death, and he championed death. He came out of the grave, rose again, and because of that, do you understand? When we say, let us rejoice and be glad in it, we're not doing some attitude adjustment saying, well, we just got to figure out how to do this and suck it up. No, we're saying we know the big picture, that Christ is one. So no matter what happens today, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Listen, if you ever intended to be saved, do not wait another day. This is the perfect day to trust the Lord Jesus Christ. It's today. Ours is not a false gladness. Our gladness is rooted in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to close this way today, just a little, uh, a little workshop with you. I want to share with you something that was shared with me in, uh, in the fall of 2004. I was in a small pastor's gathering with Dr. Adrian Rogers. Anybody remember Adrian Rogers in here? No, he's still on TV. He passed away about a year after we were in that room, and he talked about one of his devotion practices that's been a real blessing to me over these last few years. When he gets up in the morning, he prays what he calls a PACE prayer. It stands for P-A-C-E. And boys and girls, you can do this too, all right? There's four parts to this prayer, and, and I, I want to encourage you to follow along with me. And there's actually some hand motions with it, okay? Don't let that freak you out. But just a, it's a reminder to me, that this, just to, to tell my body I'm going to rejoice and be glad in this day. So the P stands for praise. Say praise. praise. All right. And so I raise my hands in praise. 
Lord, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. And I praise you. I praise you. And I list the reasons why God is worthy of my praise. I praise you. All right? Now, uh, what I do next is I bring my hands down. It like I'm receiving a gift. And the A stands for accept. Say accept. I accept what you have for me today, Lord. I accept the opportunities that you bring me. I accept the challenges that might be ahead because I know you'll walk with me. Lord, I accept the authority that you've given me at certain times to share your word. And, and, and so, Lord, I, I accept that. But there's times that I also pause. Lord, I accept your, 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 your mercy and your grace and your forgiveness, your goodness today. I accept. I receive that. Now, the next part, I put my hands up like I'm being held up, you know, okay? That's control. Say control control. Okay, now that you can understand. I'm, I'm surrendering now, right? Lord, I yield to your control. Um, this is uh, private rush, surrendering to General Jesus, sure, okay? I'm not the king you are, so whatever you have for me today, God, I yield to you. This is the day the Lord has made, and so I'm going to rejoice and be glad, in it, but it's your day. It's not my day, so what you call me to do, I will do. I'm following. I'm not leading, okay? And the last thing is the E, and that stands for expect. Say expect. What I do is I hold my hands out like that. I'm, I'm receiving a big hug, okay? Whatever, the, whatever God has. I know God is good. He's gone before me. I look at this year. I look at this day. And I say, God, I expect you to do great things around me because you are a great and marvelous and good God. And so I love you and I thank you now for what you're going to do. You see, Lord, I praise you, I praise you. I accept what you have for me. I yield to your control, and I expect you to move. And, and I'm telling you, if we could start each day that way, it will transform how we deal with even the hardest days, such that when we look back next year, if we ask the same question, what was your favorite day, we might have a hard time choosing. I pray that's true. Would you bow with me, church? I want to pray for you. Then we're going to sing a song together. And after that song, we'll have several here at the front who'd be available to pray for you as we go out. Um, I wonder whether somebody came and you just need to pray over a challenge that you're facing right now. I hope you'll come. Uh, likewise, um, there are some of you who want to pray as a family, just a prayer of dedication over 2023. Maybe come to this altar and pray together. I hope that you'll do that. And finally, I wonder whether somebody has come today having never trusted Christ as Savior and Lord. What a glorious opportunity God has given us today that you would be here, right here, right now. Would you respond as God leads? So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have gone before us and you have brought us to this place right here, right now. And God, I pray that this day would be used as an act of worship and tomorrow would be the same and tomorrow would be the same. We ask these, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.